Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And with me, Abby Furcher. Yay. Back at you uh, again on a Thursday podcast when it gets released. Who knows when you're listening to this? You should get great advice regardless of what day you choose to go on to Apple. Yes, any day. Uh, We are continuing conversations with uh, answering questions from either people who are on social media, uh, folks who who type in from listening to the show, uh, answering questions about uh, fundraising and nonprofit work, et cetera, et cetera. Abby, you have another question that someone has posed to us. We do okay fundraising because we have some support from many but we don't have that one, and one is in all caps, large donor that could really make the difference for us. How do we find the one, what motivates large donors to adopt a charity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. I'm going to start with things to avoid out of the gate. And the reason I'm going to start with this is because I think organizations will tether themselves to a very large donor and get lazy mm-hmm. knowing that that donor is in their back pocket. Yeah. Therefore, they are not continuously developing relationships to get more large donors. Now, this is very problematic if a couple of things happens. One, that donor dies. Two, that donor oh goes away or finds another oh charity. Yeah. Can you just say that? Oh my God, they're Um, But what if they do? What if they go away? What if they die? What if they find another charity to fall in love with? What if they are uh, you're passing ships in the night and you are the flavor of the week or year that they want to give money to and you are then relying on that one single major donor? So don't concentrate on the one donor. Think about many larger donors. And how I think you should do that is think about it like dating. We're going to get weird today. We should create a Tinder app, but for donors. Holy crap. Please, you just said that out loud on a podcast and someone's going to steal that idea and that would be great. Now, I had an idea once uh, for donorsonly.com. Remember that uh, farmers only? Right? Farmersonly.com. Right. Okay, so donorsonly.com would be a match for philanthropic loves and then you could meet somebody who also finds uh, great times in volunteering for similar organizations, and you match up on a level that's way more intimate than if it. you have a nice, you know, whatever. If anybody's listening to this, it's our idea. We have it on recording. It's on recording. It's on the date. Uh, 11, whatever date this is released, this is a thing. Donorsonly.com. Anyway, <laughs> so let's think about it as dating. Um, you, have you... Abby, I will ask you this question. I am married and I forgot what dating was like. Okay. No, no, no. I, I, I date my wife. I date my wife. I know you do. But you, you're close enough in dating age that I don't do this. So uh, did you know 
when you met your current boyfriend that it was that it was meant to be on no. date number one, right? Right. I'll give you an example. I met my wife uh, at a bar during redneck night down in the Twin Cities where I was in cutoff shorts, cut off a flannel, wearing fake teeth. And I told her as the first thing I had said to her as she was introduced uh, to me uh, that she had a pretty mouth. Now, that is not a romantic way to start. And of course, her reaction was, please stop talking to me. That was literally the first interaction we have. We are now married and have three kids. And she's just, yeah. she's the most, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> However, the first interaction, like it's a bad first interaction. But I didn't know out of the gate that we were meant to be uh, married and had kids and a long time. Like it takes a long time to yeah. develop some of these large relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, I met my boyfriend when I did, um, a live show when I was still working at Belly News Live, mm-hmm. but we just kind of whatever remained friends for a little. We were like more traditional, like we just kind of were like talking here and there, mm-hmm. and then just like stop talking, and then yes. the the way dating goes now, where you just like stop talking, and then you start talking again, and then it happens. So, that, but yes, I'm but that's dating now. Sure. So like it's like talking to a donor. You might talk to them once, and then six months later, you realize that you haven't talked to him in six months. Very good point, Evie, because that is kind of how you need to think about cultivating big donors is cultivating that donor who wants to marry you and give you that large Mm -hmm. gift. There is a process. It takes time. It is a long play. You have to get to know them. Again, I'm going to go back to our playbook that uh, and, and the pieces of advice that we hand out all the time that you just have to remember. Never ask for a major gift unless you know the name of your donor's dog right? Told to me by a mentor. That means you're talking about things that are not the size of their checking account, but they're talking about what their passions are and that their loves are to see if you're a match for their financial gift. And if you're not a match, you're not going to get that that gift. That's why you tell your story to as many people as possible. That's why you throw events so you can get people to sort of fall in love with the idea of helping your organization so that you can um, pare down those who really mean a lot to you that have high capacity. Mm. Now, if they've got a lot of money, but they don't know who the hell you are, now you got to work on getting them to know your organization, right? So you need affinity plus capacity. And that becomes the priority of you cultivating a relationship to those major gifts. I have, Mm. I have a question that kind of challenges with this. Well, not really. Okay. So say, um, an organization has, uh, event coming up in like six months and they're realizing that they don't have that that any big donors really to donate could you build this relationship in six months or is it going to be more like my relationship where it took you know a really a good year to build that relationship before you dive in should you take so let me put this in some more terms because i think that was a lot should you take more time, like a year's worth of time to really get that, to really get to know that donor before you make that big ask? Or can you get to know them in that six month period? I think you can get to know them. It depends. I mean, we've all, all watched The Bachelor. We, there are like one or two couples that are still together. It happens randomly. Um, and I think people can get really excited about an event or excited about a project and dump a lot of money in there. And I think that actually works okay. for consistent large gifts. You're going to have to build a long-term plan for your donor relationships. And I think that's really important to do too. You don't want to rush anything. You want to make sure that it's right for them. And remember, it's not your need to have, it's the donor's need to give. I had a lot of good quotes in this, in this podcast. I think that's like a good, but like, it's, it's not about you. 
It's about them. And so making sure that you are having conversations with these individual donors to make sure that they know that you're paying attention and you are listening and you're connecting the dots for them so that this gifting process is easy, that they want to give you a major gift. It's they want to be the one or they want to have a number of friends who have the capacity to give you a lot of money to to come together and give you a, a larger gift. So don't just get to know them for six months, get their money and then bail. Like keep them in your... No, because you know what? Because a lot of those large donors talk with other large donors. Mm -hmm. And if you are bad, like this is what happens, right? So you go on a date, it's a bad date, bad breakup. Those people are going to talk badly about you. And then now you've got uh, a you know reputation to go and mend right. over. The, so you have to be a quality. And if it's not the right fit, you know that and you just come up with an agreeable, you know, separation of sorts. It's a civil separation. You this ended on good terms, good friends. Mm -hmm. This is a good one. That's a good analogy. It's like dating. Date your donor. <laughs> um, I think you can do that. So if you have, yeah, so so don't worry about not having the one because I think if you have only one, you risk putting a lot of eggs into that one basket. Worry about building lots. And remember, take your time. It's it's a, it's a long game. I know you need money now. We all do. It's great. Yes, we get it. But if you want to get uh, and maintain large gifts going on in perpetuity. It's a long game to have patience. But don't take that advice. Don't just—I mean, you can date multiple people, but try to find the one. But yeah. for a donor, but for a donor, <laughs> you can have multiple. <laughs> donors know that you're—you know—you're around. You're, you're around the block. They understand. So that was a good one. Hey, love it. I like this uh, topic of conversation today. Hey, thanks for joining us again on the official Do Good Better podcast. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.